Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. It's now being reported that the rogue CIA agent, a.k.a. phony whistleblower, is a registered Democrat. Oh, I don't think that surprises too many people. He's a partisan. That's what the inspector general said. He's a <laughs> registered Democrat. When he went to the House Intelligence Committee, he sought out one of Adam Schiff's staffers. Uh, That's not the way that's supposed to work. Adam Schiff was briefed on what he told his staffer. Adam Schiff did not tell the Republicans, and he did not tell the American people. He lied on MSNBC. He deceived the public. Then his staffer tells the rogue CIA agent, partisan Democrat, to go through the whistleblower process and get a lawyer. But the whistleblower process doesn't apply to the President of the United States because he's not an employee of the intelligence community, and it doesn't apply to the phone call that the President of the United States was involved in. So those are eliminated as urgent concern elements. So the statute didn't apply to an urgent concern. Of course, this information is secondhand. The form was changed at some point in the recent past, which seems to accommodate what this partisan Democrat rogue CIA officer was doing. (coughs) This is exactly why Nancy Pelosi strolled to the podium last week without having access to the transcript and insisted that a formal impeachment process would begin. Then the dominoes fall. Nancy Pelosi refuses to have a vote on the floor of the House, thereby cutting out the Republicans, making it impossible for them to call their own witnesses through subpoenas. She refuses to allow the President's counsel to participate routinely in the various hearings and depositions and to provide their own evidence, which is the way it used to work. It did in the past. And even worse, she prevents we the people from holding our own representatives accountable because they need to vote on the record, a roll call vote, for us to be able to hold them accountable and let them know our views. This is all an appalling sham being driven by the Democrat Party. This is not an official House inquiry into impeachment. This is a Democrat Party impeachment inquiry, as I keep saying. A coup. She's violated all the protocols. She doesn't even pretend to do otherwise. 
Of course, the media have no problem with that. Now, all that said, I want to talk about the Senate for a minute. Mitch McConnell is out there saying things like, we have to have a trial. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. Now, under the United States Constitution, the House is in charge of impeachment and the Senate's in charge of trying. Before I came on the air tonight, I I did some research. I wanted to make sure I was correct about this. Remember the nuclear option? Remember how the nuclear option works? The Senate Majority Leader with the votes can call a matter up for a vote that requires a supermajority and claim that, no, I want to I use a simple majority. Then the matter is decided by the parliamentarian, and the parliamentarian rules against the majority leader. This is what Harry Reid did. Now, to overrule the parliamentarian, it takes a simple majority vote. That's the nuclear option. So you overrule the parliamentarian, and then you're down to 51 votes. That's all it takes. I don't know where Romney will go and Sass will go, but let the chips fall where they may. The Senate must not allow itself to be the plaything of Pelosi and the House Democrats who are violating every rule. And only the Senate has the power to police what the House Democrats are doing. No other body. No court. Not the executive branch. Only the Senate. That's why the Senate has such a prominent role in this process. This is not a House impeachment inquiry. There was no vote. It's the Democrat Party's abuse of power. Now, the Senate is not constitutionally required to take up impeachment, although I would argue in most cases it certainly should. But under these circumstances, it must defend the Constitution. It must defend Article 2 and the Office of the Presidency. It must defend the House of Representatives from the people who are temporarily in control of the House of Representatives. And it must not allow itself to be drawn into the Nancy Pelosi impeachment. Or it will destroy its own reputation as an institution. It is there specifically. Read the Federalist Papers. To be a check on the House of Representatives under a circumstance like this. Now, Pelosi has prevented the Republicans from issuing subpoenas. That's one of the reasons she won't allow a vote, because traditionally, when you have a vote for a formal House impeachment inquiry, Republicans can subpoena witnesses. The President of the United States can have Witnesses and cross-examine Democrat Party witnesses. I'm not even talking about the trial. I'm talking about the impeachment process in the House. The president's lawyers are allowed to participate or be uh, observers in every aspect of this. So when they have closed-door meetings like they did today, White House lawyers need to be there. Adam Schiff the other day tried to cut out White House lawyers with respect to State Department officials. And worst, 
And the worst is, by not allowing a vote on the House floor, you and I are cut out of this process. Don't you want to know how your congressman votes? To launch an official House impeachment inquiry? I do. I want to know how they vote. Don't you want to know how they vote? Now, Adam Schiff, we now know, first of all, that this CIA agent is a Democrat. We know from the Inspector General that he's partisan. He's very anxious about the normal process. He goes to the general counsel, or he has a surrogate go to the general counsel, much like Comey did, you know, with his, his straw man, with his concerns. The general counsel initiates an investigation, wisely goes to the NSC over at the White House to see what's going on, contacts the White House counsel's office, so the, the rogue Democrat CIA agent gets nervous. Says, geez, this isn't going to work. So he goes to the House Intelligence Committee. He doesn't ask for a meeting with both sides. He goes to a staffer to Adam Schiff. Nunes isn't involved. No Republican is even aware of this. And the staffer is briefed. The New York Times says, vaguely. I don't believe that for two seconds. So the staffers briefed, and then we're told the staffer briefs Schiff, but the information's just vague. Schiff was on television, I believe it was September 17th on MSNBC, he was asked if he ever talked to this so-called whistleblower, he said, we have not, we have not. He lied to the American people, which he does repeatedly. He lied on TV. He withheld the information from committee Republicans. He took steps as the committee chairman without informing the other Republican members. And it's clear, and we need to know the extent of this, that he briefed Nancy Pelosi. Which is why she threw him the ball and took it from Nadler. Which is why she announced a formal impeachment inquiry without waiting for the transcript. Because she knew enough to know what was in this complaint. And they steer this rogue Democrat CIA agent to lawyers. To a lawyer who happened to work for Schumer and Clinton. And they helped this rogue Democrat CIA agent to write a brief with news articles and attachments. And they raise issues that have been raised by the Democrats on the committee. Same issues. Why was the transcript kept in a different place, a secured, classified place? Why does that matter? Since the president has authority to assert executive privilege. Why does it matter where it's kept? It could be kept, you know, in the silverware drawer. It doesn't matter. And this is how we're going to impeach the President of the United States. A setup job. And the phone call. I have no problem with the phone call. Let me tell you why. Let's dig right into the Biden part. 
dear friend of mine called me this morning and he raised this and I said, you're right on. Let's assume Joe Biden wasn't running for president. He'd just been the former vice president. And our president said to the president of the Ukraine, look, I want you to look into this. You know, we've got these stories out there and a book's written about this. We're trying to clean up corruption in the Ukraine. You're trying, you're a reformer, you're elected as a reformer. We're, we're, we're giving you all these hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay, let's do it. And let's assume Joe Biden wasn't running for president of the United States. If the president had then said to the president of Ukraine, I want you to look into this. There's been a lot written about it. Would there have been anything wrong with that? Right now they're yelling that he's interfering with an election. He's digging up dirt on his opponent. To quote every phony journalist out there, that's not what it's in the, in the transcript, but that's what they're saying. Well, of course, that would be perfectly fine, right? So the converse argument seems to be, if you run for office and you're a Democrat... You shouldn't be investigated. So the fact that Joe Biden is running changes. Changes whether or not he should be investigated. Of course not. And China. President said China ought to look into this too. And Nancy Pelosi, of course, waddled up to the microphone. (laughs) See what I mean? (laughs) Nancy Pelosi who basically shared a wet kiss with the former genocidal murderer in Syria in 2007, headscarf and all. She was very compliant. She's appalled by this. Well, why aren't the uh, members of the House of Representatives looking into any of this? Why hasn't the Judiciary Committee or the House Intelligence Committee looked into Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's activities in Ukraine, if they don't want the president to do it. Why haven't they done it? Or their activities in China. Why haven't they done it? Too busy chasing Don Jr. and Jared and porno stars and their lawyers? Don't they have an oversight responsibility too? How come they're not demanding any of Joe Biden's phone records? His discussions with Ukraine and his discussions with China. How come they're not demanding that these are called rhetorical questions? Because they don't want to look into that. That's why. Adam Schiff should, of course, resign as chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. Should have resigned a long time ago. The Republicans should pursue censure, even though they'll fail. They should pursue it to make the point to the American people. And somebody ought to file a complaint against Schiff for the Committee on Ethics in the House of Representatives. Because I don't believe you're supposed to conduct yourself this way as chairman of a committee. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. 
To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. A series of choices, guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C., Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. So this rogue CIA agent, partisan Democrat, you now know he's a registered Democrat. Oh, Mark, what's the problem with that? We know he met with a shift staffer. Not with both committee staffs, shift staffer. Schiff was briefed on what was said by his staffer. Schiff lied about it on TV to the American people. Schiff withheld the information from committee Republicans. Schiff clearly told Pelosi. That's why she announced the inquiry before she had the phone transcript. Now keep in mind, no one with first-hand knowledge who monitored that phone call filed anything with anybody. Schiff Stafford tells this Democrat Party CIA agent to get a lawyer and file a whistleblower complaint. He just happens to hire a Schumer-Clinton lawyer. His complaint was drafted by the lawyers. By the lawyers. His complaint is filled with partisan allegations, news articles, secondhand information. It's written for impeachment. Just like the Mueller report was an impeachment report. Let me let me point this out because nobody has. This is an impeachment complaint. That's what it is. That's the purpose. This is the setup. And they're going to ram it through as fast as they can. And that's why the Senate must not, must not, give its imprimatur to this sort of thing. We'll be right back. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus. The free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. 
That's in Primus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. So this is a, a, an impeachment complaint, just like with the Mueller impeachment report. That's the point of the complaint. That's why uh, Schumer and company's fingerprints are all over it, at least all around it. That's why they're conducting themselves the way they are. They think they've learned something from their mistakes in the uh, Mueller situation. And now everything's going to be choreographed with strategic leaks, like the leak to the New York Times about Schiff was intended to take the edge off of the uh, discovery of Schiff's role with this Democrat Party whistleblower. So wouldn't it occur, you know, as a major news event at some hearing, some kind of a blockbuster headline? Let's get it out of the way now. And you'll see some of that. And notice how they're holding back the whistleblower until they feel the time is propitious. Then they'll march the whistleblower, so-called, into the committee room, the way they did Mueller, although that fell on its face, the way they did Blasey Ford, and of course you're not allowed to question her. I mean, book six months and 12 months later are very important, but it's too late. Certainly in this case, Involving this individual. And so they are, they are choreographing this like a play where they control the outcome. That's why they're holding back the CIA uh, Democrat rogue uh, agent for a big splash. Now I'm on to this. You're on to this. You understand what's taking place here. We understand what's taking place here. One of the great problems I have is the United States Senate. It is led by old bulls who are who have no stomach to fight this. And then you have uh, Rasputins like Sass and Romney who not only don't have a stomach to fight it, they'll kind of enjoy it. What I'm calling for here now is the nuclear option with respect to the rules for impeachment. So a simple majority is allowed not to change the Constitution, two-thirds to convict. But I'm saying the Senate should accept impeachment charges when they come and then dismiss them like a court. Simple majority vote, the nuclear option. Because the Senate must not allow this tyrannical coup attempt to play out on the Senate floor. They must not allow their institution to be poisoned by Nancy Pelosi. It's not the House of Representatives. It's Nancy Pelosi. She has hijacked the House of Representatives. And only the Senate has the power to police what the House Democrats are doing. That's what the Constitution provides. Impeachment is not removal. It's, it's a charge or a series of charges. It goes to the Senate. The Senate was put there to protect us 
there was considerable discussion about the House getting out of control because it's simple majority. They're voted every two years. You could have the mob in effect. And so the Senate, and then the super two-thirds vote. But there's nothing that compels the Senate to hold a trial, certainly not based on this. And it must not, and it should not. Now, I suspect you're going to hear backbenchers raise this tomorrow. You know damn well they don't know anything. They have their staff typing. What the Senate would be doing in this instance is defending the Constitution. Protecting the Constitution. Certainly under these circumstances. Because Pelosi has conducted herself like a tyrant. As I say, she's prevented the Republicans from issuing subpoenas, which is the way it works, or has in the past. And since the president is the subject of all this, the president's counsel is supposed to be participating too. But they're trying to cut them out, and in many respects have cut them out. And even worse, they've denied you and me the right to know, on the record, how our members of Congress are voting. Not on impeachment, but on an official impeachment inquiry. So the Senate has no obligation to entertain this. And I would tell Mitch McConnell, treat this as a judgeship. But it's a little bit more important, isn't it? (coughs) Treat this as a judgeship. As a Supreme Court appointment where you use the nuclear option. It's at least as important as that. It's as le- it is as le- at least as important as that. And that's my take on this. There is a uh, post by Aaron Klein who's saying the so-called nonpartisan group aiding lawyers for whistleblower is tied to Democrats in Breitbart, and they've done a hell of a good job of reporting. Whistleblower aid, a small nonprofit helping the lawyers for the so-called whistleblower at the center of the impeachment movement targeting Donald Trump, is heavily tied to far-left activist organizations and democratic politics. One of the co-founders of Whistleblower Aid previously worked at several liberal uh, activist organizations financed by billionaire activists and Democratic Party megadonor George Soros. The other co-founder currently leads a separate organization that boasts on its four-person advisory board, John Podesta, who led Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. Working with the so-called D.C. whistleblowers' lawyers, whistleblower aides set up a GoFundMe page seeking to raise funds for the purported whistleblower's defense. The page already brought in some $206,000 with a goal of raising $300,000. John Tai co-founder of Whistleblower Aid, told Fox News that he's working with the so-called whistleblower lawyers at the Compass Rose Legal Group. Whistleblower Aid was founded in September 2017 in the wake of Trump's presidency to encourage government whistleblowers to come forward. When Whistleblower Aid was first formed, the main banner for the mission statement of its website contained clearly anti-Trump language. Quote, Today our republic is under threat Whistleblower aid is committed to protecting the rule of law in the United States and around the world. Read the previous statement, which can still be viewed via the Internet Archive Wayback Machine. Now they've kind of gone underground with that. 
That part of the mission statement received attention in the conservative media. The sentence, quote, today our republic is under threat, unquote, has since been scrubbed from the website. The mission statement now only reads, whistleblower aid is committed to protecting the rule of law in the United States and around the world. Speaking to the Washington Post just after Whistleblower Aid's founding co-founder, Ty, claimed this is not a partisan effort, and then went on to express seemingly partisan alarm about Trump, Ty continued, quote, At the same time, yes, the rule of law starts with the office of the president. Like many other people, we're definitely concerned about things that are happening in the administration, the decision to fire FBI Director James Comey, the lack of transparency. A lot of people have questions about whether this administration respects the rule of law. Upon its founding, whistleblower aid actively sought to attract the attention of Trump administration government employees by reportedly blasting advertisements for its whistleblower services on metro trains, using mobile billboards that circled government offices for 10 hours a day, and handing out whistles on street corners as a gimmick to gain attention. Ty himself is a whistleblower. He's a former State Department official who went public in 2014 about U.S. government electronic surveillance practices. Ty's bio on Whistleblower Aid's website brandishes his work for far-left groups. It reads, Mr. Ty has worked at the Southern Poverty Law Center, Avaz, and also Southeast Louisiana Legal Services as a Scadden Fellow. He was on the board of directors of the American Civil Liberties Union of Louisiana. See what's working behind the scenes? Now, the Southern Poverty Law Center is known for its anti-conservative stance and controversially published a hate map listing groups that warn about radical Islam. Ty's other former employer, the American Civil Liberties Union, is financed heavily by Soros and is known for its hyper-partisan liberal activism. Avaz, a radical group where Ty served as campaign and legal director, describes itself as a global web movement to bring people-powered politics to decision-making everywhere. The group has repeatedly engaged in anti-Israel activism. In channeling the mantra of radical community organizer Saul Linsky, Avaz says it aims to organize citizens of all nations to close the gap between the world we have and the world most people everywhere want. Now, it was founded in 1997 by the Soros-funded partisan MoveOn.org, and by the source-funded Race Publica activist group. Whistleblower Aid, meanwhile, was co-founded by attorney Mark Zaid. Zaid doubles as executive director and founder of the James Madison Project, which says it seeks to promote government accountability. John Podesta is a member of the project's four-board advisory committee. Whistleblower aids ties to Soros funding and far-left groups furthers a theme of such organizations being closely linked to numerous aspects of the so-called whistleblower's complaint. Some of those common threads run through an organization repeatedly relied on in the so-called whistleblower's complaint and are tied to CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike. The outside firm utilized to conclude that Russia hacked the Democrat National Committee servers since the DNC would not allow the U.S. government to inspect those servers. And it goes on. It goes on. Even though the whistleblower's statement was written in first person, 
multiple U.S. officials told me, quote-unquote, contains a footnote referencing a report by the Organized Crime and Corruption Reporting Project. And that footnote reads, in a report published by the Organized Crime and Corruption Reporting Project on July 22, two associates of Mr. Giuliani reportedly traveled to Kiev in May 2019 and met with Mr. Bakanov and another close Zelensky advisor, Mr. Shafir. The so-called whistleblower's account goes on to rely upon that same Organized Crime and Corruption Reporting Project report on three more occasions. The OCCRP report is actually a joint investigation by the Organized Crime and Corruption Reporting Project and BuzzFeed News, left-wing site, based on interviews and court and business records in the United States and Ukraine. BuzzFeed infamously also first published the full anti-Trump dossier, alleging unsubstantiated collusion between Trump's presidential campaign and Russia. Mark, that's a little complicated. Well, the takeaway is this. The lawyers are leftist, hardcore radical activists. This is an impeachment complaint. Dressed up as a whistleblower complaint. It's an impeachment complaint. Pulled together by the hard left working with the House Intelligence Committee, Democrats, and the media. This is what I've been calling a silent coup, because these people are in the shadows. And I want to congratulate those other hosts who have, uh, shall I say, borrowed the phrase. That's what this is, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse, rejecting the idea of objective truth. They peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. Well, we got never-Trumpers, we've got liberals, all kind of people on cable now. 
exactly the people we need to tell us the truth about what's taking place, don't you think? Yes, yes, of course. I will be on Hannity tonight. 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Hello, hello. 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. I will be on Hannity. I hope you'll watch. I assume you might. Let's see who's on the... uh, Who do we have on the call that's either really bad or really good, Mr. Producer? XM Satellite, Randy in the Keystone State, Pennsylvania. Go! Uh, Yes, Mark. I wanted to know if there's anything that we, the people, can force the Congress to vote on impeachment. Um, You made a very good point. Wait a minute. Whether we, the people, can force the Congress to vote on impeachment. I'm not following. Yes. Well, I think it's important that they take a vote so we can hold these people accountable. So you mean the full House vote on impeachment. Well, how would we force them to do it? I I have no idea if we can force them or not. Well, we can't. There's no way to force them to do it. Well, how, how can... How can... A group of people like you've made this point before, where we have people from California, New New York, Los Angeles that are basically running the Congress. And- yeah, but that's different. That's different from saying how can we force them to vote. I know of no way. Well, every impeachment they've ever had, they have taken a vote. I know. I'm the one who first explained this. Yeah. So. So the way you force it is to change the makeup of the House. And the way you do that is to take some of these seats back that we lost. And the way a citizen can do that is get active in the process. It's not about how can we force them to do anything. We means nothing. Yeah. Each one of us has to decide how we want to become an activist, and if this is enough to create an activist, uh, and to get you uh, involved in these various campaigns and so forth. It's... Uh, there's no magic bullet here. There's no let's snap our fingers. If there were, then we wouldn't be even talking about this. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I do. But uh, my my issue is that if we've, if we've done things the same way for 150 years where we hold people, we ha- hold an inquiry, uh, an impeachment inquiry, why are we doing things differently right now? Thank you for your call, sir. Haven't I spent two weeks on this, Rich? It's called tyranny. It's called the Democrat Party. What do you mean, why are we doing it? It's out of control. These. All right, look. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I ask you the question again that was raised with me with a good friend. If Biden hadn't been running for president, would there be any issue, any brouhaha? If the president had said, I want you to look into this in so many words, to the president of Ukraine? No. 
Nobody would care. So now he's running for president, so he's immune to investigations. I find this bizarre. Just because he's running for office, that's not a justification to not investigate somebody. Now, let's take a look, if you will, at how the media and their especially cherry-picked guests are running interference for Adam Schiff. For Adam Schiff. Remember that September 17 interview when Schiff lied about any contacts with we from the so-called whistleblower. Let's go to uh, the morning schmo. Cut four. Go. So uh, we talked uh, for a couple minutes last night. He uh, expressed regret uh, for not having uh, been more clear in his wording. Um, what did he, he said? Mean? He said at the time when he was saying that, uh, obviously, we now know that they that the whistleblower had approached his staff, but uh, there wasn't a hundred percent certainty that the whistleblower who had approached his staff was the same one who was behind the actual complaint. Are you kidding me? Well, you had two whistleblowers complaining about the president's phone call? Or would-be whistleblower? And, th- and this, is, this is accepted as serious? This is like Joe Biden never talking to his son Hunter about business. Even though they're on Air Force Two together going to China and back. Even though they're in a picture together, one of his business partners. Even though Hunter said they had, and Joe said they hadn't. You really, really have to drink the Kool-Aid, as they say, to believe these people. But listen to how they lie and distort and, and deceive. Go ahead. Uh, but there wasn't 100%, 100% certainty. He also was explaining that uh, he was trying to compel the whistleblower to come testify the, before the committee when he was saying that. Uh, but again, he expressed regret uh, for, say, for, for what he said on the initial interview with Morning Joe and uh, said he should have been much more clear about it. <laughs> Why does he uh, need an interpreter? Why doesn't Schiff come out and get questioned about it? This is so weird. Go ahead. This puts him in some in some trouble. Uh, he clearly uh, wasn't being forthright uh, in that interview with us a couple weeks ago, um, and he should have been. That being said, if if you're really bothered by um, the, uh, the what, what words Schiff said uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, and not the complaint or the fact this is that where he diverts. This is where I'm, I'm just predicting. Go ahead. Pompeo uh, claimed he wasn't on the call and it turned out he was, then you're being dishonest about this entire process. It's the mm. substance of the complaint. That's the story. The process by which the complaint became public is a story and you can consider that in its own right. But in terms of gravity of the situation, but I don't the think... the gravity of the situation, the complaint, they're a joke. They're a joke. That complaint wouldn't be allowed in any courtroom in the United States. It shouldn't be allowed in any impeachment proceeding. I mean, I can write a complaint. Do I get to write a complaint against a shift? I don't have any first-hand knowledge and uh, file it and then get to testify about his expulsion? I mean, think about how ridiculous this is. Go ahead. The process actually stands up all that uh, well to the complaint itself. Then we have Ken Dillianian, if that is his name. He's on MSLSD, too. They're on the morning schmo show, you know, Deliverance with the Banjo. 
Good old Joe. That's in his youth, of course. Um, just look how he lines up these clown guests. Cut five, go. First off, have you heard from the whistleblower? We have not spoken directly with the whistleblower. Uh, we would like to. NBC's Ken Delanian is here with his new reporting out this morning. Ken, explain why the president's allies are seizing on that soundbite from Adam Schiff. And with the congressman... See, and the president's are- allies are seizing on that. That's not a news story, see? That's not a, 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 a matter of concern <clears throat> that he lied to the American people. It's the president's allies. So it's immediately partisan. Immediately partisan. This is a fact. It's not partisan. Go ahead. Hallie, because it wasn't true. And Adam Schiff has acknowledged to Sam Stein, the questioner there, that that was a regrettable <laughs> lapse on his part because, in fact, his office, an aide to Schiff, did speak to the whistleblower. But it's also important to point out the sequence here, Hallie. And, in fact, there is no evidence that Adam Schiff orchestrated this complaint. There's lots of evidence he orchestrated the complaint. But here's my question to you. What kind of reporting is there's no evidence that he orchestrated the complaint? If you're a serious reporter, don't you want to dig into this story now? Don't you want to know who the staffer is, who the whistleblower is? Don't you want to get to the bottom of this? Who his lawyers are, who they're connected to, who's funding them? Nothing. They just take the press releases issued by Schiff and his people. You know, there's no effort that they orchestrated the complaint. Well, let me ask you this, folks. It's not a first-hand complaint. It's a second- and third-hand complaint with newspaper articles laced throughout it. So who orchestrated it? Somebody did. Somebody did. And we're supposed to pretend that Schiff has nothing to do with it. There's this guy, Max Booty, he's at the Council on Foreign Relations, senior fellow there. He used to be a quasi-conservative of sorts. He's flipped out. He banged his head against the wall. And he's become a complete fruitcake. I'll prove it to you. Here he is on CNN today. And notice how they picked these guests. Go ahead. I mean, the reason why I think impeachment is inevitable right now is because of the transcript, which shows what Donald Trump himself said, the 10 words that have gotten him into trouble. I would like you to do us a favor, though. That is a clear evidence of a quick You're such a liar. I would like you to do us a favor. It had nothing to do with Biden. It had nothing to do with the quid pro quo. Nothing. Read it yourself, folks. It's online. It's appalling. But Nancy Pelosi is the real Svengali behind all of this. She's so smart. She's actually an idiot. And I'm tired of people praising her intelligence. What intelligence? She's a conniver. That's all. And she's on ABC today. Cut seven, go. I know you support Chairman Schiff, but was it right for him to have that dramatic interpretation of the president's uh, transfer of the phone call at the hearing last week? I want the American people to know what that phone call was about. I want them to hear it. So, yeah, it's fair. It's sad. But it's, it's using the president's own words. So if he's... If well, those weren't the president's words. It was an interpretation of the president's words. You're saying he made this up. He did not make it up. And, and uh, look, I'm going to... Now, look, look, look. Look who's lying now. It's too bad she's not under oath. She'd be in prison for 15 lives. 15 life sentences. 
you saw what Schiff did, ladies and gentlemen. You heard what Schiff did. If not at the time he did it, post-time he did it, subsequently. He lied. Flat out lied. And she says he did not make it up. This is what we're dealing with here. Delusional, insane, obsessed fools who want their power, who want to exercise power under any circumstances. I want you to listen to this again. It's, it's very important. Cut seven, go. I know you support Chairman Schiff, but was it right for him to have that dramatic interpretation of the president's uh, transfer of the phone call at the hearing last week? I want the American people to know what that phone call was about. I want them to hear it. So, yeah, it's fair. It's sad. But it's, it's using the president's own words. So if he's... Uh, well, those weren't the president's words. It was an interpretation of the president's words. They're saying he made this up. He did not make it up. And, and uh, look, All right, she... I mean, I'm just telling you. She's fascistic. How many times did I say that a couple months ago that caught people's attention, Mr. Producer? Like 19 times? You mean uh, Dan Abrams, Democrat, legal analyst, ABC, whose sister is a federal judge appointed by Obama, and his brother-in-law, that is her husband, worked for Mueller, that Dan Abrams and his mediaite? Well, she is fascistic, 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 in my humble opinion. Just by her own actions and her statements, she denies this. I wonder over there if the Washington Compost, if they have a meter of all her lies. You know, they, Donald Trump has 1,743 and a quarter lies since he was president of the United States. How about Pelosi? This is a blatant, in-your-face lie. I wonder where Philly Bump is tonight. Or Jeremy, what's his name again? Or Jeremy over at the New York Times. Good enough. More Nancy Stretch Pelosi. Cut eight. Go. Facts are there. And we are proceeding to get further evidence as we go forward. And it doesn't hinge on whether Mitch McConnell has the guts to really do what the Constitution requires. Wow. You're a tough, tough lady, aren't you there, Nan? Oh, yeah, you're tough. Whether Mitch McConnell has the guts to participate in your sham, your scam, is that what you're saying? Oh, Mitch McConnell have the guts to do what the Constitution requires. You're not even following the rules, you idiot. You with the bug eyes. May I say, with all due respect, <laughs> go ahead. What the impact is in the election. But I will say this. Yes, what Having will you said say? said all of that, yes. separate from that. Yes. The re-election of Donald Trump would do irreparable damage to the United States. So there you are. The re-election of Donald... The re-election of Donald Trump would do irreparable damage to the United States. He must be stopped at all costs. And I, of course, Nancy Stretch Pelosi, I'm the one standing up for the Constitution. She likes to quote Ben Franklin. Have you noticed that? The one sentence she can remember... She's starting to look a lot like Ben Franklin, don't you think, Mr. Producer? I say that, of course, with the highest level of compliments and uh, respect. Go ahead. This, we have some serious repair and healing to do in our country for what he's done so far. And I'll bet you're very prayerful. And I'm very prayerful about it, too. Why are you whispering under your breath like this? Why are you doing this? 
Can't you talk? Go ahead. I don't, I'm not sure that two terms, it might be irreparable. Two terms would be irreparable. What an idiot. What an idiot. Well, this will be fun. And then we'll take a break. They said Donald Trump ad. He's got some great ads that the Democrats want to steal the election. And he uses their words from the Clinton impeachment. This is fun. Cut nine, go. It is simply antithetical to our constitutional democracy to use impeachment to overturn an election on partisan grounds. So I think it has traumatic impact on the confidence that the American people have in government. The effect of impeachment is to overturn the popular will of the voters as expressed in a national election. Their hatred of the president exceeds their caring about this country and its people. It would trample upon the choice made by the people through the electoral process and do great harm. The people elected the president. They still support him. We have no right to overturn the considered judgment of the American people. But what the American people are saying loudly is let's get on with the business of the American people. Impeachment of a president is an undoing of a national election. It violates the independence of the presidency and it usurps the people's voice. They are ripping asunder our votes. They are telling us that our votes don't count and that the election must be set aside. Send a message through the ballot box. That's what we do in this democracy. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. By the way, did you hear Nadler in the background? That was when he was built like the Hindenburg. Mr. B, remember that? We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. With the daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, that's BrickhouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Lazy Ford ran to uh, partisan Democrat lawyers. This so-called whistleblower runs the partisan Democrat lawyers. Isn't this fascinating? There's 4 billion lawyers in the Washington metropolitan area. And they may be an undercount. At least 4 billion. And uh, maybe even 2 or 3 of them are good. But anyway, 4 billion lawyers. 
and they managed to find these lawyers, left-wing activist lawyers, partisan Democrat lawyers. How can that be? Remember Deborah Katz? LaBlasio Ford? Oh, yeah. By the way, Mr. Producer, we got an email from uh, one of Chuck Grassley's flunkies. Did you hear about this? Trying to educate me about how great Chuck Grassley is and how people can read their own, you know, biases into his statement. Hey, pal, don't waste your time writing me. Just get your boss to do something, will you? Get your boss to do something other than defending this whistleblower. Defending whistleblowers in general. Well, then the timing's kind of strange. I mean, we have people finding out stuff that don't have subpoena power. Look at this from Breitbart and Aaron Klein. All the financial connections to this, this little group of lawyers who are representing this registered Democrat. And by the way, when Jake Tapper announced over at CNN, fake Jake tapped out Tapper, Democrat, when he announced that uh, the whistleblower was a Democrat, uh, that's the bias. In other words, big deal. Big deal. What's the problem? I'm a Democrat, right? That's what Jake's thinking. What's the problem? Now, it's more than that. This guy was hanging around the White House gathering information. He went on an an investigatory tour, you see. Once again, I'm coining this the impeachment complaint, this impeachment letter. It is written not to actually accomplish anything from a whistleblower perspective any more than the Mueller report was written to accomplish anything from a legal or constitutional perspective. It was written for Adam Schiff and the Democrats on Capitol Hill. Yes, as I predicted. Right, Mr. Producer? And so the backbenchers tomorrow can uh, chew on that one. This was written for impeachment. This was written for Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, and the House Democrats. Let me ask you a question. What was the purpose? What was the other purpose? What other purpose could there be for this complaint? You're running to Congress, or that's your hope, to the Democrats. What, what is your purpose? You want to pass legislation or something? What, 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 is, uh, what is it? There's no financial violence, none of that. So what's the purpose? The purpose was impeachment from day one. It's an impeachment complaint. It's not a whistleblower complaint. I'll be right back. You wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day. Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, 
Offer code LEVIN. The Mark LEVIN Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. I will be on Hannity on the Fox News Channel. Nancy Pelosi's secret health care plan is officially out, and it's worse than we thought. She's going to tell you her plan will lower drug prices. Well, folks, it's going to raise drug prices and make drugs more difficult to obtain. Remember how Obamacare was going to lower costs? Well, it raised costs, didn't it? Let me tell you what it really does. If federal bureaucrats decide that a drug costs too much, the maker of that drug will be forced to sell the drug at the price the government sets or be retroactively taxed at least 65% of the gross sales of the drug from the previous year up to 95%. And I can just see the left-wing Democrat trial lawyers all over this, destroying one pharmaceutical company after another and cutting off our access to life-saving and life-improving drugs. I can just see it. 95% assessed tax, that'll kill any company. It'll put them out of business. If the government can tell private companies that they can charge for their products, it's the beginning of the end of the free market system, a system that has attracted billions of dollars in investments, to develop the drugs people depend on need to live. The Pelosi plan is socialized medicine. It'll kill investments needed to create tomorrow's miracle drugs, and it's going to hurt our health care system in a grave way. I only hope House Republicans oppose this nonsense. It should be dead on arrival. Get the facts, folks. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com, truehealthcarefacts.com. That's truehealthcarefacts.com. I have to give credit where credit's due. Credit where credit's due. There's a letter that was written by Kevin McCarthy to Speaker Pelosi. Dear Speaker, he writes, I'm writing to request you suspend all efforts surrounding your so-called impeachment inquiry Till transparent and equitable rules and procedures are established to govern the inquiry as is customary. I hope the Senate Republicans are listening. As you know, there have been only three prior instances in our nation's history when the full House has moved to formally investigate whether sufficient grounds exist for the impeachment of a sitting president. I should hope that if such an extraordinary step were to be contemplated a fourth time, It would be conducted with an eye towards fairness, objectivity, and impartiality. Unfortunately, you've given no clear indication as to how your impeachment inquiry will proceed, including whether key historical presidents or basic standards of due process will be observed. In addition, the swiftness and recklessness with which you have proceeded has already resulted in committee chairs attempting to limit minority participation in scheduled interviews, calling into question the integrity of such an inquiry. Below are several questions which I request a public response before the House representatives moves forward. Do you intend to hold a vote of the full House authorizing your impeachment inquiry? Do you intend to involve the full House in each critical step of this inquiry, including defining its scope, establishing its rules and procedures? 
Do you intend to grant co-equal subpoena power to both the chair and the ranking member at the committee level? Do you intend to require that all subpoenas be subject to a vote of the full committee at the request of either the chair or the ranking member? See, what's happening is these Politburo mullahs, who Nancy Pelosi is reporting to her, are doing everything on their own. And if it were a real impeachment inquiry, the Republicans have to play a significant role, in many cases an equal role. Do you intend to provide the president's counsel the right to attend all hearings and depositions? You know, it's called due process. Do you intend to provide the president's counsel the right to present evidence? Do you intend to provide the president's counsel the right to object to the admittance of evidence? Do you intend to provide the president's counsel the right to cross-examine witnesses? Right now they're hiding their their partisan Democrat rogue CIA agent witness. uh, Excuse me, courageous patriot. They'll spring that guy on us when they think it's, uh, it'll have the most PR value. Do you intend to provide the president's counsel the right to recommend a witness list? Do you intend to refer all findings on impeachment to Chairman Nadler? The Judiciary Committee is prescribed by Rule 10 of the Rules of the House. Or is Chairman Schiff in charge of leading this inquiry, as has been reported in the press? By answering no to any of the above, you would be acting in direct contradiction to all modern impeachment inquiries of a sitting president. By answering no to any of the above, you would be denying the president the bare minimum rights granted to his predecessors. By answering no to any of the above, you would create a process completely devoid of any merit or legitimacy. Kevin McCarthy, Republican leader. Now here's the thing. History will look back on this. And we'll condemn these people. But the problem is we're living this in the here and now. In the here and now, we have to raise our voices and object. We must demand that the United States Senate, when the time comes, serve as a check and police what's going on in the House. Because under the Constitution, they're the only ones who can in this instance. People are calling, what can we do? I'm telling you. We can't do anything other than put pressure on our senators. And we're going to have to pressure them because Mitch McConnell is <coughs> excuse me, disinclined to play hardball here. Well, we got the rules here. We're bipartisan. We got the rules. And everything's going smoothly. We're spinning like drunken Marxists. Everything's going just... But he needs to play hardball. And I'll tell you, he's another one that, that, that is, clings to power. So that will be his fear. What should I do? Save the republic or cling to power? I wonder what Grassley thinks. What do you think Grassley thinks, Mr. Producer? Well, I think the whistleblower act there protects this fella. And uh, this fella here in the whistleblower act, he should be treated with respect, I think. That's my belief, I think. Uh, yes. Tom, Twin Falls, Idaho, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hey, Mark. It's an honor. Um, I just real quick wanted to uh, bring up something I haven't heard about. Interfering in an investigation. The Russian hoax Genesis investigation was loudly and clearly heard around the world by our president and the AG. And they know very well that that genesis is in the Ukraine, and they're attempting to interfere and shut down that investigation. 
You say nobody's talked about this? I haven't heard anything about it as far as interfering in an investigation. If, like Mike Pompeo, God bless him, he, he actually came out and said, hey, this isn't an, an impeachment inquiry. It didn't have a full vote. So, no, I'm not going to testify to Congress. By the way, the news right now is, and this is very, very smart, the uh, Trump legal team is going to tell Pelosi... We're not going to comply with your requests until there's an impeachment inquiry vote by the full House of Representatives. That is a very, very wise thing for them to do. Thank you for your call, sir. We've been talking about Ukraine in 2016 now for several, several days, and that there's this effort to block that investigation. We spent some time on this uh, earlier in the week, or it must have been yesterday or the day before, as well as the uh, week before. Pat, San Diego, California. How are you listening to us? Hi, Mark. Hey, I love your show. Uh, I wanted to get you to focus on the fact that the timing of when they changed the whistleblower rules as far as secondhand knowledge, um, because I think that's important that uh, the timing of that change in the rules. We spent a lot of time talking about this the other day. All right. Well, I mean, Thank you for your call, Mr. Colson. We got to make sure that these guys have listened if they're going to say, you need to talk about this. Well, we did at some length uh, and went into it at some length, and it came out of the Federalists, Sean uh, Davis and also another gentleman on the Internet. So we spent a lot of time on that. And now, of course, the inspector general said, no, that, actually, that, uh, that didn't happen. And he writes like an 11-page memo to explain why it didn't happen. Well, it did happen. And he needs to be grilled on that, too. It absolutely did happen. And not only that, the guy checked the box that said that the information was firsthand, when it wasn't firsthand. And so I guess that, uh, that doesn't matter either. You check a box like that on some other form, you can go to prison. Under the penalty of perjury, uh, and then they give you the IRS code. Here, you figure it out. Some uh, massive document. But yes, we, uh, we talked about the changing of the form uh, at some length. I want to repeat this because it's important. This guy's not a whistleblower. They cobbled together all this information. They put together a complaint that had no first-hand information in it. It included news articles. Uh, this was written for the House... Democrats. It was written for the media. It is what I will coin an impeachment complaint. An impeachment complaint. That was what, that's what was drafted. Just like the Mueller impeachment report. That's all it is. It's an impeachment complaint. And that's why the guy went to the Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee for some direction. He winds up getting lawyers who have Connections with leftists, an organization, a small organization that's funded in part by George Soros. Uh, They went to another firm where a Schumer-Clinton lawyer is assisting. This is all very diabolical, very sleazy to try and take down the President of the United States. And what I'm trying to do here is not just repeat what everybody else says. I'll let them repeat what I say. What I'm trying to do is really dig into this stuff. 
the way we've had to do throughout the Russia collusion nonsense and the rest, given my background and my experience. That's what we're doing. I'll be right back. in. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Let's see here. Let's look at the headlines on the Drudge Report. Napolitano, that would be the senior judicial analyst. Trump behavior is criminal and impeachable. Next headline. Chuck Todd, a national nightmare is upon us. Another Republican senator defends Ukraine whistleblower. Washington Post lead Friday. IRS whistleblower raises audit concerns developing. Then center page, Trump recruits China in election fight. Talk Biden with Xi and call. Wow. I think CNN's taken over the Drudge Report, Mr. Producer. At least for the day. Then let's look at the cable news numbers. Fox News Hannity, last night, 3,869,000. Maddow, tie. 3,869,000. Well, Maddow had Hillary Clinton on. I don't think she can do that every night. And so the slobbering left-wing Democrats, of course, are going to watch Hillary Clinton. Best as I can tell. All right. Let's take a caller here. Let me look real fast. What do we got? Hold on now. Carl, Washington, D.C., the great W-M-A-L. Go! Good evening, sir. Good evening. uh, Why don't they, uh, like, uh, subpoena all the people that this whistleblower said that he talked to? Well, they need to know who they are. Well, everybody was in one room. Everybody was at that meeting. Well, it doesn't mean the same people are there every day. I don't know how it works. Maybe they move some in, move some out. I have no idea. I'm sure they'd have a record of everybody that's in there. That's true, and they might be doing that. They're not going to tell you and me. Oh, I know. I hope they're doing it. Yeah, I hope so, too. And if they do it, they'll say, another impeachable offense. You're not allowed to question anybody. Why not? No, no, it's a joke. I know. Get all the liars in one room, they used to say. Yeah, but I'm not sure these people did what this so-called whistleblower said, either. 
Yeah, well, we can find out if they... Yeah, I I don't think these people sat there and then willy-nilly were telling this guy stuff. I really doubt it. All right, my friend, thanks for your call. Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. Unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity, oriented toward justice, a series of choices, guided in the best case by right principles, but made in ever-changing circumstances that require prudence to achieve the best attainable results. Rejecting the idea that we have nothing to learn from the past, Hillsdale's curriculum combines the careful reading of primary sources and serious historical inquiry. Students learn how to apply the principles of free government and advance the cause of constitutionalism and liberty in the context of ever-changing circumstances. Hillsdale's new Van Andel School of Government is a program unlike any other in Washington, D.C. And Hillsdale educates thoughtful students so that they might perpetuate liberty. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. I encourage you to check it out. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. That's levinforhillsdale.com. Tara, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP, go. Hi, sir. I'm listening on uh, my radio in my car. I'm new Congratulations. To... Pardon? Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I heard you for the first time right when Trump was elected. And I just wanted to encourage you, uh, like you put the call out, for people to really pray back then. Uh, it really mattered what you did uh, day after day, not only educating the people with things that they don't get everywhere else, but to give them that urgency uh, that prayer matters. Uh, God is alive. And so well, I'm, I'm thank glad you. you well, I agree with that. But Nancy Pelosi claims to be praying to the same God. She said she's very prayerful. Yeah, well, prayerful. Uh, there's a spirit of truth, and that's what you bring night after night. Uh, I, I get to listen to you once uh, or ten times a month just for three years. Uh, Thank you. I actually want to reach out to you in writing, uh, but I just haven't done it yet. So I'm a family of seven, and, you know, we many of our extended family members uh, think of you in prayers, and there's the one true living God, and uh, we need his help, and people like you are really helping, too. So thanks a lot. Well, thank you, Tara, and you take care of yourself. She's a family of seven. On uh, Rosh Hashanah dinner, we, uh, we spent dinner with a group of about 40 people who were at our rabbi's home. It's a Chabad event, rabbi. And... Uh, I hope I get this right. He has a family, I think, of eight. And his wife has a family of 12, Mr. Producer. We had trouble keeping up with two. Eight and 12. It's amazing. That's a big family. (coughs) Excuse me. Alan, Las Vegas, Nevada. Quickly, K-Don, go. Hey, Mark. Uh, A couple questions. I'm really, really confused Donald Trump is the chief law enforcement officer of the United States. Is that kind of correct? Well, in some ways, yes. 
Okay. So it's illegal for him to ha- to encourage an investigation of potential uh, lawbreaking with a foreign foreign government. See, your point is well taken. It's such BS, but they're trying to wrap around his neck. It really is. He, I even hear some people who I like and friends of mine say, well, I wouldn't have put it that way. Right. And you're not president, <clears throat> and you never will be president. Thank you, Alan. We'll be right back. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Well, the bigoted anti-Semite wing of the Democrat Party, which is growing, by the way, by leaps and bounds. For you bigots and anti-Semites, you have a, a home. Um, she was at a constituent event, this uh, Rashida Talib, on Tuesday. And our friends at the Washington Free Beacon picked this up. You're going to love this. Cut 10, go. So let me tell you, this is pretty, and this is, and this is the last caucus conversation we've had. Do you know this is really unprecedented? This is the first time we've ever had a situation like this. So they're trying to figure out, no joke, they're trying to figure out, well, is it the D.C. police that goes against them? No, no. Where do we hold them? I mean, this is the kind of, like, I'm not in those kinds of conversations, but I'm asking, like, you know, what, what happens? And they're like, well, Rashida, we're trying to figure it out ourselves because this is uncharted territory. I'm sorry, I know, but no, I'm telling you that they, they the, 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 they're trying to be like, well, where are we going to put them? Where are we going to hold? No, I mean, I mean, those are the kinds of things they're trying to tread carefully. I mean, this is, I, I asked, I'm like you all, I asked the same questions. Well, what happens when they don't comply? I mean, the fact of the matter is, I, we held Barr and uh, Secretary Ross from Commerce, the Secretary of Commerce, in contempt. Well, what happens if they don't continue to not comply? And everybody's looking at each other, we're like, we haven't had this ever happen before. How do we arrest them? Where do we put them? What kind of jail? She's laughing. She's talking about the Democrat caucus. When they meet at the Democrat caucus, this is what they discuss. Where are we going to put these people? The Attorney General, the Secretary of Commerce. Where should we lock them? In the cafeteria? That's hard to know. We've never really been here before. These people are nuts, scary, and dangerous. Scary and dangerous. Well, as we walk through events in America, we come back to Talib. She's at the Detroit Police Department. The uh, chief of police is there, who's African-American gentleman. And they're talking about um, how you use these devices to analyze people's faces. And Talib is very, very concerned that only African-Americans can discern whose face is what when it comes to African-Americans. 
And the police chief was very offended. He said, our people are trained. And you're talking to people, you know, we, we have white people who do this, other people who do this, and they do a damn good job. She just comes in, you know, burns the place down and leaves. Cut 11, go. You know what? And also, analysts need to be African Americans, not people that are not. Because let me tell you, no, yeah. this happens all the time. Okay. It's true. Okay. I mean, I think I think non-African Americans think African Americans all look the same. I've seen. All right. All right. So we think so. Non-African Americans think African Americans all look the same. This is sick. Okay. Nuts. And the police chief, he's 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 really beside himself. He's going, what kind of a nut do I have in here? Go ahead. House floor, people calling Elijah Cummings John Lewis and John Lewis Elijah Cummings, and they're totally different people. I'm just saying. I see it all the time, and I love them because they... No, you don't see it all the time. You're a moron. The guy going, well, it's the police chief. And afterwards, he put out a statement, you know, really denouncing this. She is a sick person, which is why the media parade her around on their collective shoulders, she and Omar and... And this Presley from Massachusetts. And there's Ilhan Omar. You th- about, and by the way, uh, Talib is under investigation by the House Ethics Committee for taking a salary while she was running from off- for office. Yeah, she should be running from office. Out of her campaign funds. Out of her campaign funds. Ilhan Omar. Said to have cheated on her husband. Hanging out with another guy, first husband said to be your brother. Oh, what Michigas going on, may I say? And she's there with Samantha B. Talentless as always. Cut 12, go. Why do you think that the president focuses so much on you? I mean, I think he's terrified by any women who are practicing shine theory, who have each other's. Back. Blah, blah, blah. May I ask, what is practicing shine theory, Mr. Producer? We're practicing. How can you be afraid of something you don't even know what the hell it is? I told you, I uh, I resigned from the culture decades ago. In my own culture, live my own bubble. But I have to watch the rest of it. It's like where I live. There's all kinds of nature out there: raccoons, skunks. Every now and then, a coyote, deer. And my view is: nature outside, I'm inside. I'll look at it from the inside out. Well, Mark, don't you want to go outside? No, I'd rather not. No, I'd rather not. Particularly at night. I don't know what the hell is out there. Maybe even some liberals. Anyway, go ahead. I think for me, he is terrified by the fact that I sit on the intersectionality of many... All right, let's stop. She sits on the intersectionality of many identities? Yeah, yeah, she's the first. Nobody else has ever sat on the intersectionality of many identities. But Ilian Omar is unique, you see. Only she does. Go ahead. He's a woman, uh, an immigrant, um, Muslim, mm-hmm. um, refugee, and hijabi in one beautiful Woman, package. immigrant, Muslim, refugee, Punjabi. Notice she never says she's an American. Did you notice that, Mr. Producer? No, 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 I'm not American. I mean, yes, I am. I know I'm not. Yes, that's the president. That's the problem. How about that you're a dripping 
anti-Semitic racist. Could that be the reason? I think that is the reason, actually. Could be the reason. Let me show you how great our media are, ladies and gentlemen, but you know this already. Tanya Rivero is a CBS News anchor. That's right, Tanya Rivero. And yesterday, she announced that Al Gore actually won the 2000 election. Cut 13, go. Our next guest has correctly predicted the last nine presidential elections from 1984 through 2012. American University history professor Alan Lichtman's popular vote (laughs) predictions were perfect, including the 2000 election, which the Supreme Court ultimately awarded to George W. Bush. And in 2016, he predicted an electoral college victory for Donald Trump, who lost (sighs) the popular vote to Hillary Clinton. Let me explain something to the idiot host and the idiot professor. The Supreme Court awarded it to him. No, the Supreme Court ultimately did not. I was not one of those in favor of the Supreme Court interceding, but I understood why they did. Because the court they really interceded was the Florida Supreme Court. It was utterly out of control, filled with Democrats. George Bush was going to win the presidency regardless of what the Supreme Court did. The battle was in the state of Florida. The governor of Florida was Jeb Bush. The electors had already met and voted for the Electoral College prior to the Supreme Court decision. That outcome was certified by the governor as is required in the statutory procedures underscoring the Electoral College. And they were sent to the archivist of the United States who keeps them. Then eventually turns them over to Congress to count. In a joint session of Congress. So Jeb Bush had already certified his brother the winner of the Electoral College votes in Florida. After the Supreme Court ruled, he did it again. So that was twice. But he did it before. Now, if the Supreme Court had not intervened, George W. Bush would still be president. I explained this in Men in Black in an entire chapter. Now, how's that, Mark? Because in the end, if there's no clear winner, or one doesn't have enough electoral votes versus another, the president is chosen by the House of Representatives. Each congressional delegation gets one vote. So if a congressional delegation is made up of more Democrats than Republicans, then that vote will go to the Democrat. If it's made up of more Republicans than Democrats, then that vote will go to the Republican. I've talked about this years ago, didn't I, Mr. Producer? I've done done shows on this. There were 27 Republican delegations in the House of Representatives... (coughs) At the time, 27. My math tells me that means there were 23 Democrat delegations. So there would have been 27 votes for George W. Bush and 23 for Al Gore. George Bush was going to be president, period. A fascinating outcome could have occurred in the Senate, which decides the vice presidency under those circumstances. 
you might recall it was one of those rare occasions when the Senate was split 50 to 50. And you know, Dick Cheney ran as vice president under Bush, and Lieberman ran, Joe Lieberman, as vice president under the Gore candidacy. So the choice would have been between Cheney and Lieberman. 50-50 split. The president of the Senate breaks the tie vote. Who was the president of the Senate, Mr. Producer? Al Gore. He was the vice president of the United States who was running for president. So at least theoretically and technically, those 51 votes could have gone for Lieberman, so you could have actually had George W. Bush as president and Joe Lieberman as vice president. I'm not saying it would have happened, but technically that's how it would work. But I just want to educate Tanya Rivero and the idiot professor that George Bush was going to be president. Nobody handed it to him, except the people. Always with the attacks, always with the attacks. I'll be right back. Lovin. So AOC, a.k.a. Ach, that's the Sephardic pronunciation. She, uh, she had a town hall meeting. She's still having a town hall meeting, and there was a fascinating exchange. This is true. This is, this is true. A fascinating exchange. Take a listen. We only have a few months left. I love that you support the Green Deal, but it's not getting, you know, getting rid of fossil fuel is not going to solve the problem fast enough. A Swedish professor saying, you know, we can eat dead people, but that's not fast enough. So I think your next uh, campaign slogan has to be this. We got to start eating babies. We don't have enough time. There's too much CO2. All of you, you're, you, you know, you're a pollutant. Too much CO2. We have to start now. Please, you are so great. I'm so happy that you're really supporting the Green Deal, but it's not enough. You know, even if we would bomb Russia, we still have too many people, too much pollution. So we have to get rid of the babies. That's a big problem. Just stopping having babies is not enough. We need to eat the babies. And this is very serious. Please give a response. No, thank you. Thank you. We'll go ahead. Um, Okay. I don't think she should have a gun, do you, Mr. Producer? I think think we can all agree, America, no, no weapon for her. And I'm looking at the video of this, and she couldn't be more serious, this woman, could she, Mr. Producer? She had a t-shirt made and everything. Unless it's a huge comedy skit. And, uh, but there you have it. Trump was in, where was it, Tampa today. And, uh, well, listen to this. This is kind of cool. Cut 14, go. These Democrat policy proposals may go by different names. They have all these wonderful names, like. (laughs) Guy yells, lock her up. It'll never end. I'm sorry I smiled. I'll have me the fake news is back there. Look at all. They'll say it's terrible. It's terrible. The president smiled. You know, they want me to admonish you. Who, who, uh, who said that? Lock her up. Stand up, please. I'm admonishing you. 
Never, ever say that again. That's okay. Sit down. He's admonished. So now they can't do their fake number on us. <laughs> He's great. He is terrific, Trump. I'm serious. I really mean it. I like the way he trashes the left, too. Here, cut 17, Mr. Producer. Go. In the last administration, Democrats slashed Medicare by $800 billion to pay for Obamacare. Not too good, Obamacare. Now, one of their new proposals, backed by more than 130 Democrat members of Congress, would cost, listen to this number, $32 trillion, and that's on the low side, $32 trillion with a T. We're beyond the B's, the billions. And reduce Americans' household income by $17,000 per year. Is there anybody in this room that doesn't mind losing $17,000 a year? No? In order to get lousy health care. Though they use many labels, all of the Democrat plans would devastate our health care system. The fake moderates on the left are telling the same lies they did under the last administration. But the last administration, frankly, was moderate compared to the maniacs that you're hearing from today. These are maniacs. Elizabeth, Pocahontas, Warren. Mm-hmm. They are maniacs. Want to hear one more? Let's hear one more. Let's go to Kamala Harris. Cut 18, go. The 94 assault weapons ban, it didn't apply to, to, to weapons that were purchased before 1994. Right. What would you do about the millions of, specifically, assault weapons? All right, are- stop. There are no assault weapons unless you actually assault somebody with a weapon. But that's the human being. That's assault. You don't buy assault weapons. I go over this over and over again, but the media, you know, propagandists... A knife is not in and of itself an assault weapon, a baseball bat, a tire iron, a car, fertilizer. But if you use them to assault somebody, to kill people and so forth, then you're using them to assault them. But a gun is not an assault weapon. There are tens of millions of of weapons out there, and people don't use them to assault people. Look at this. I have an assault weapon. Go ahead. Already in circulation. What do you do about those? Well, there are approximately five million. To your point, Craig, we have to have a buyback program, and I support a mandatory buyback program. It's got. You know be- what bothers me? The con- con- condescending way is what I'm trying to say. The condescending way. Well, you know, we have to have a buyback program. In other words, they want to steal your gun. Nobody's stealing my gun. It's my private property. It's my constitutional right. No, you don't understand. We need to have a uh, bypass uh, program and a bypass. Well, we want to bypass all the libs. They can live where they want to live, and we'll live where we want to live. I'll be right back. He's driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. You know, hiring can be a slow process, folks. Cafe Altora COO Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants, so he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience, 
and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our special web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. Give it a try. ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin, because ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. You know, Joe Biden has an idea on how to protect us from potential mass shooters. He's got the idea. Cut 19, go. There's a third thing we do. Under the Firearms Act of 1934, there's a situation where when they outlawed machine guns, they said, okay, you can continue to have the machine gun if you own it, but guess what? You got to let us know you have one. You got to let us know you have one. National Firearms Act. You got it. I want that for all assault weapons. I want that for. All right, let's slow down. Let's slow down. He's talking about machine guns. You can't buy a machine gun today without the Treasury Department doing a 6 to 12-month six to background check and a whole bunch of stuff going on. You can't just call a weapon an assault weapon. All assault weapons, I want the same thing for them. These people don't know anything about weapons. They don't, they don't shoot them. They don't understand them. I'm telling you, this is very dangerous if they succeed. If they, (coughs) excuse me, if they succeed. There are no assault weapons. There are people who commit assault. And by the way, a lot of these leftists don't believe they should serve very long in prison. So he wants a national registry. And you have to go through the same process is getting a machine gun. And they use this language because they know that percentage of the country that doesn't have weapons, it sounds good because they have no idea what he's talking about. Assault weapons. Yeah, yeah we got to get these assault weapons. They're thinking assaults. Now, let's say we do that, and God forbid, it's clearly unconstitutional. How many lives is that going to save? Not one. Not a single life. So you put them on this registry. And by the way, he's not just talking about guns. The magazines to the guns, too. You're going to put those on a, on a registry. How would that stop anybody? They kill somebody and they go, all right, let's look it up. Well, there he is. He's on the registry. Okay. Well, how are you going to stop them in advance? You're not. So this has as its purpose to confiscate weapons for the back door and to make it almost impossible to acquire new ones. Doesn't solve any problem, but it empowers the government, which is what they're all about. So after they disarm you, Joaquin Castro has a good idea. They disarm you, you got to rely on the cops, right? 
Cut 20, go. You know, when I think about Chicago, I also think about Laquan McDonald and the fact that especially so many uh, young black men and young Native American men, Jason Perro is a good example of this, um, you know, fall victim to state violence, to police violence. Police violence is gun violence also. And, um, and that's why I put out a police reform plan. Uh, because, you know, I know that we have a lot of good police officers, but I also know that too oftentimes, especially poor communities of color, bear the brunt of excessive force in cities across the United States, including So in Chicago. other words, okay, the guns and the cops. No self-defense, and we have to attack the blue line. Police officers. This is just endless. Endless. And it's scary. The way that they trash police officers. Few and fewer people are going into law enforcement. What are we going to do then? Few and fewer people are going into the military, the volunteer military. What are we going to do then? What are we going to do? Send out homeless people, illegal immigrants? I mean, what, what is the plan? You look all over the country where there are one party control with, with the Democrat Party. Look at the cities. Look at the states. They're all collapsing. And then the locusts who vote for all these nut jobs, they move into red states. They've destroying the process of destroying Virginia and Georgia and Texas and Nevada, Colorado, states that they've ruined politically. California. There was a time California could only elect Republican governors. Now try and elect one. The old Northeast, New Jersey, gone. New York, gone. Midwest, Illinois, gone. People try to escape to free states. I mean that. Free states. Tennessee, they're going to. Nashville. Florida. And a handful of other states. And then they vote the same way. They come into these red states. They got these big pensions. And they vote Democrat. And voting Democrats, they're salivating. Their eyes are popping out of their heads on election day. Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. You just left a Democrat state. I don't care, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. Incredible. And destroy these states. Why don't they stay where they are? Because the truth is, they can't stand it. But they're ideologically insane, committed to this to this party, the Democrat Party. And so they're pouring into Virginia, out of Maryland, out of the District of Columbia, plus these, these states around uh, Washington, D.C. are just loaded with bureaucrats. I don't know if you've driven around Washington, D.C. lately. Come to look at Northern Virginia. We got more road construction going on and, and metro construction and bridge construction. You know, we need what? An infrastructure bill. Well, apparently one's already passed. You got a metro, a subway, that they don't have enough money for maintenance, but they keep expanding it. Yes. I want it to come out to my community, too. Yes. And then they widen the roads. This I never understand. It's a two-lane road. Then they make it 
four, six lanes. You know what happens when they do that, Mr. Producer? It attracts more cars. Hey, there's a new four-laner. A new six-laner, actually. Come on, Mildred, let's use it. And then the traffic is endless. I like two-lane roads because everyone tries to avoid them. I'm not going that way. It's two lanes. It's too slow. Unbelievable. The building is never ending. The building's never ending. And I'll be honest with you. A lot of these developers get on my nerves. There's Many of them are Republicans. Some of them are said to be conservatives. But they support these massive tax increases for these roads and these highways. You know, so they can be subsidized and then build uh, 4 billion townhouses and apartment buildings. There's a community near me, not ultra close, but close, uh, called Tyson's Corner. The big, ugly subway runs right through it now. Right through it. Right through it. It's like a town unto itself. Same, another town, Reston, Virginia. Oh, you know, we're going to make a nice little commune-type town. High-rise after high-rise, and I'm not against the progress. I'm just explaining it. High-rise after high All the libs, because they like to, oh, we have studios for sale here. Ooh, I want one of those. That's like a green thing. Then I can get on the subway. And this is why a state like Virginia is turned or turning blue. You create all these municipalities right outside of Washington, D.C. that are really intended to benefit people who are coming into the state from other states. And so Northern Virginia outvotes the rest of Virginia. Every damn election now. We need more highways. We need to widen roads. We need more bridges. We need more... That's enough. So people leave. You know, the Virginia Assembly worries me a lot. It's 51 to 49 Republican. And I believe the state Senate is one vote Republican, Mr. Producer. One election away from flipping the state. Now, all the statewide constitutional offices are held by perverts and racists. I mean Democrats, excuse me. Our great governor, you know, I I believe uh, that After birth, we should make the baby comfortable, and then the mother can consult with the doctor to decide what to do with the baby. Oh, this guy gets elected. He apologizes for that picture where he's in blackface, then two weeks later he says, but it's not me, because somebody whispered in his ears that they can't prove it's you, Governor. What the hell, are you schmo? Well, it's not me. I've decided it's not me. He apologized, but now it's not me. You would kind of remember that, wouldn't you? Then the Attorney General. Uh, well, I once did the same thing. Oh. Then the, uh, the Lieutenant Governor. Two women come forward. Accuse him of uh, molesting him, even raping him, as I recall. They're all still there. Nobody demands they resign. Democrat Party's perfectly fine. They want to take over the uh, House of Delegates and the state Senate. And have a grand old time in the state. Just remember, Virginia's for lovers, right, Mr. B? Isn't that what the sticker says? 
I don't even know what the hell it means. All right, I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Don't forget. What, Mark? 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. About 40 minutes from now, I will be on Hannity TV. A race from the bunker to the Ronald Reagan TV studio. I mean, I don't run, I drive. Wouldn't it be nice if search engines and social media sites were unbiased platforms that didn't choose a side politically? Well, keep dreaming, folks, because in 2016, the tech elites at Google bragged about donating millions of dollars to Hillary. And uh, Dr. Robert Epstein demonstrated that Google does, in fact, push votes toward the Democrats. Now, these big tech companies that restrict the free speech rights of conservatives are the very same corporations we're trying to handle our personal data online. Do you trust them to do that? I don't want them using my web history or video searches against me. Do you? That's why I use ExpressVPN. It's the best. ExpressVPN. Every time I go online. Now, when I use ExpressVPN, these tech companies can't see my IP address at all. My identity is masked and made anonymous. Plus, ExpressVPN is the added benefit of encrypting 100% of your data to keep you safe from hackers and Internet bad guys. And I'm telling you, you'll be able to keep your privacy. It's very important. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free. Three months free at expressvpn.com slash mark. That's expressvpn.com slash mark for three months free with a one-year package. Go ahead and visit them, expressvpn.com slash mark, and that way you can learn a little bit more about it, too. I strongly encourage you to get, you know, to get it and to do it. Uh, let's go to Mike in San Francisco, California, the great KSFO, home of Nancy Pelosi. Very clean, nice city. Go right ahead. It is a very beautiful city, Mark. We do have our challenges. Um, I've tried to get on a few times, and I That's thank you for having one it. of your challenges. Um, I, I want to ask you about the Second Amendment, because on repeated occasions recently, I've heard you say that such potential legislation as banning assault weapons or uh, a universal background check. All right, let's, let's slow down. Let's, what is an assault weapon? That's not the question at issue here, because... Okay, me... but next time, I know it's not, because it's, there's, there's no definition. But go ahead, give me the question at issue. The question at issue is that you have said repeatedly that the, such legislation would clearly be unconstitutional. The only guidance... No, what have I have I... said was, when you're idiots running for president talk about forced buybacks and confiscating gun, that's unconstitutional. Look, I am a uh, traditionalist. You uh, follow the Supreme Court. Maybe you would have followed Plessy versus Ferguson. I don't know. I don't believe things like that. I follow the Constitution. If you want to tell me the Supreme Court has ruled X, that's one thing. If you want to tell me what the Constitution says, that's another thing. So go ahead. Uh, the only guidance that we have in terms of the Supreme Court's interpretation of the Second Amendment, of course, is Heller versus Washington, D.C., which is only 10 years old. It's the strongest victory for gun rights, written uh, whose majority opinion was written by Anthony. Okay, we, we know. Tell me what your question is. My point is that in that 
opinion, he clearly stated that things like universal background checks and banning assault weapons would not necessarily... We already have universal background checks. Do you own a weapon? It's asking you to acknowledge... Pay attention to me! Do you own a weapon? We're not doing hit-and-run stuff here. Yes or no? No. Okay, you need to go through a universal background check if you want to purchase a weapon. There's one exception, and that is if you purchase a weapon from a friend or you purchase it from somebody else, one weapon, that their own weapon that they're selling and so forth, which has nothing to do with mass murder in this country. Nothing. Oh, no, really? Really? Yeah, really. really? Yeah, really. There, are, there, there have been no guns used in mass murders recently that didn't have universal background checks? Are you certain of that, sir? You didn't hear what the I just said. Yes, I'm certain of it. There was a universal background check. The guy in El Paso had a universal background check, and he passed. Little good did that do. The guy in Dayton purchased his weapon uh, illegally. So neither case worked. But what's your point? I don't even understand your point. My point is that Heller's, the decision that Scalia wrote in Heller, explicitly said that it should not be read... A national registry is what Biden said. Has nothing to do with the Heller decision. Gun confiscation is what Beto said. That has nothing to do with the Heller decision. A compelled... Pay attention, I'm trying to educate you. You don't use your ears to talk. And none of these proposals have anything to do with the Heller decision. You seem to think that opens the door to all these ideas. It does not. But banning assault weapons does have to do, because that's exactly what... No, it does not, because you can't even define what an assault weapon is. That isn't the point. The point is that he... It is the point. When you write legislation, it matters what you're writing. The point is, you don't have the foggiest idea what you're talking about. You can't just ban assault weapons. You can't. That would definitely undermine the Heller decision, not to mention the Second Amendment. See on Hannity in 30 minutes... I salute all you heroes out there. Thank you. And all you Levinites, God bless you. We'll be right back tomorrow. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.